Well, it says obscene gesture. I remember talking about this podcast. You're okay with obscene gestures. You say you like that energy. I do like the energy. I was just saying it says obscene gesture. I I missed that one. I missed Butler's obscene gesture. I want to know if it was a nut grabber or a middle finger. (laughs) I think middle fingers, we've determined that's the go-to now, the NBA. Hmm. I would probably you know, go with the groin grab for sure. That would be the, middle fingers too elementary. Like you got to. Yeah, really that doesn't like, even like if 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 someone flicked me off, I'll be like, oh, okay. Like I'm that wouldn't even move me. I think in some countries, uh, the middle finger is considered the thumbs up, and the thumbs up is considered the middle finger. So for all he there's knows, there's that. There's also like you know how we do our peace sign. Like we yeah. face our two fingers toward like the inside of our palm towards us. Yes. That's disrespectful too. That's why you see other countries, mm. they do the peace sign where the palm faces out. Got you. Well, then we probably shouldn't have Zoom calls with them. Peace. That was me doing pan for Martin. Let's just start the pan show. Let's go. Peace. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in a, um, let's be honest, this shit sucks. It's cold as hell in New York City, Brandon. Sorry, brother. It's trash, bro. Not super warm here, but definitely not freezing. Perfect temperature to enjoy a Georgia Smith concert in the Hollywood Cemetery tonight. Wait, are you really going to a cemetery to watch a... Is that like what y'all do? Yeah, it's like an event thing. They actually have a lot of stuff there. So when I first moved here 2016, I like literally probably the second social thing I did was they have this uh, movie series thing during the summer and they were playing the Sandlot there and somebody I was dating at the time, you know, we went got tickets you just bring a lawn chair bring food drinks whatever you want to do and you just kind of camp out and chill but it's it's like an actual venue like the cemetery like they host stuff like this all the time but like you well, know like, obviously you we're not someone's no grave? no exactly okay. no like they have like you know just it's fucking la dude they always figure out a way to monetize whatever is going on so they have a special area so yeah i'm not sitting on like your uncle remus's grave or anything like that we're not disrespecting the dead all right so okay that brings up an interesting point which city knows how to monetize and finesse you better new york or la like okay so like uh, in, in la you pay to go to a cemetery cool uh i feel like in new york they will literally sell you rat shit and tell you it's an experience and that you can only get it in new york the greatest city in the world yeah and it's literal I, rat feces yeah it's uh i don't know man i feel like LA's got to be the bigger finesse. Just think of the taxes alone, man. Taxes out here, California taxes are crazy. That's the finesse. Like, I'm not getting anything with these taxes. I don't know what my money's going to. I'm being accosted by a variety of different characters in this world that I would think like the government would be a little bit better of using those funds to help people out. Like, you know, it's all over the place. Not that New York doesn't have that, but LA main taxes, that's the biggest finesse. I was talking to somebody who's living in Austin right now. You know, we make pretty similar salaries and she's talking about how much more money she gets to keep just because she lives in Texas. And that so first sad. off, everybody should live in Texas at some point in their life. Mm. I say that as someone who spent three years there and loved it. Take a look at your paycheck, then take out the state income taxes. That's Texas. That being said, Texas, they promote themselves as freedom, right? Like freedom, we're Texas, you can do whatever, freedom. That includes your electric grid can fail you because their freedom is you're responsible for your own electricity. Their freedom also includes, yeah, your roads will suck. If you want to drive a good road, you got to pay a toll. Um, but I mean, hell, New York roads suck and you still pay toll. So it's a, it's a toss up. But yes, living in Texas, no state income tax. I highly, highly recommend everybody listening to this. If you can go remote, 
go to Texas for a year or two, come back. Your wallet, your bank account, your side piece will all appreciate that shit. <laughs> that's exactly what she told me. I mean, that's what she did during the pandemic. She, uh, you know, after two months, she's like, peace. Like, I don't, why am I paying for this? Like, I, you know, lived here for my job. They allowed me to relocate. Now I'm saving so much money. She's been able to take that money and invest in Airbnbs with a couple of friends, like four or five people going on a property at a time. And she's like, it's already paid for itself in the first 180 days. Oh, that's what's up. That's, that's a smart move. We got to do a financial mm-hmm. show one of these days. Get somebody way smarter than us with their money to be on. I was going to say, um, I don't think shooting dice is really the best advice I should be giving people. Uh, I, I looked at my DraftKings. I've been taking so many L's for the last six weeks. Like, I think I've lost 11 out of the last 12 bets I've done on DraftKings. Damn, dude. It doesn't sound like you know about sports there than you do on this show. Oh, okay. 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 I, I, I got something for your ass. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, we're going to start with tonight. Opening round of the NFL draft. Now, I'll be blunt. I think the NFL draft is, is the most overrated event on the sports calendar. Ooh. It is completely pointless. Ooh, like, disagree. For, no, look, man, for teams, yeah, I get you get talent, but, like, it doesn't need to be four days. I really don't give a damn about half these players, right? Like, unless they're going to your team and you specifically know them as a named player, you can't sit there and be like, okay, they're going to the Washington Commanders with whatever pick, and he was a safety at Liberty or South Dakota State or Iowa Community. You have no clue how good they are. You've never seen them. It's a crap no, You haven't. It is a crapshoot. I, I understand that aspect of it. Like me, I've always been kind of like a nerd with sports. Like I knew I was never going to be an athlete. So when I was a kid, like I was Because like you looked at a mirror and you saw physically it wasn't going to happen. That's not nice. My mom will hear that. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, you know, I was kind of like played like a GM role. Like I remember watching the NBA draft religiously, like in grade school, junior high and stuff. And like I would try and predict every pick, what was going to happen and stuff like that. I love stuff like that. But the bigger reason I disagree with the NFL drafting is this year might be like what you're saying for this year might be right. I think this is going to be one of the most disappointing drafts in a while. The beauty of draft night is the drama. There's always the trades. There's always the, you know, a couple of years ago, the Packers taking Jordan love at the end of the first round. Like there's always a big sense of that on night one. I agree. Day two and three. I don't think I need to stick around for that. That it starts to get a little bit tedious, but also as a Madden fan, I need to know new talent that's about to be injected in Madden so I know how to set up my franchise appropriately. I'm looking at you, Sauce Gardner. You're going to be on my squad no matter who I take in 2023. Um, A, I remember you making this no joke. no idea how to reply to this. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, I'm ready for this. I remember making this joke on one episode when I was like, some of us grew up dreaming of being athletes and you grew up dreaming of being a GM. That's why you love fantasy sports so much. I actually used that against you, not knowing you genuinely had GM fantasies as a child. I did, man. Bro, I used to take, like, baseball cards, for example, and I would set them up on the floor, like, in the shape of a diamond, like, my first baseman, whatever. And I was like, this is my dream team. This is who I would want. Like, yeah, dude, I was just really geeky about stuff like that. I've always, like, analyzing teams and figuring out the right personnel. I'm probably I mean, the only person that goes to sportstrack.com at least like once a day. I love going through team salaries, figuring out financially like where they're hung up, where they can make moves. If I'm 38 years old, about to be 39 in a couple of months. If any team wants to give me an internship to help be a GM or something like that, I would gladly take it. I mean, shoot your shot, bro. But I support you, and I hope you get that job for you. Thanks, thanks, boo. And I then by that. chance, I get the cool shit. Like, um. You ain't just, even allowed in the building. Get out of here. 
Oh, don't worry, I'm pulling up. You can put my my face all over band. I'm still gonna the find DNF the list. Yeah, You're on the I'm, DNF list. I'm still getting in there. Yeah, like the NFL draft, <laughs> right? Like, look, man. Okay, in in certain years, and I blame this on a lot of things. Personally, me. You go back to when Reggie Bush came out, and when I was younger, I was so infatuated with college football that I knew every dynamic player from all the big conferences. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much, right? Like now, eh, I'm good. I know a couple, not too many. Um, I don't really geek out over it. And then inevitably, what happens is we sit there and we, oh my God, this guy's a can't miss NFL talent. And he's a huge miss. And so I'm just, eh. I I mean, the Panthers got the sixth pick. I got a Panthers shirt on right now. I get it. And you guys are probably going to take Kenny Pickett and you're going to be sad as hell after that. Like, I get it. There's not a lot of reason for you to be excited right now. And I'm, for those who can't see, I'm looking at Jason pulling out this panther shirt and i'm embarrassed for him so i've already given up on this season and that's another reason why i hate it right like you sound like a jets fan son you sound like greenberg you know that's my that's my second that's my second team the jets will have a better season than the carolina Panthers coming up mark it down april 28th at 3 12 p.m eastern daylight time the new york (laughs) jets will have a far better season than carolina panthers them or the Giants are going to get Sauce Gardner. Them or them or the Giants will get Sauce Gardner. I'm putting money on it. So yeah, they're going to be looking good. New York. I um go. I have zero trust in Scott Federer, the GM, relatively young GM. Obviously, you know how I feel about the head coach. Um, we have the sixth overall pick. We traded basically twos and threes to get Darnold this year, so we screwed ourselves out of that. We picked up the fifth year, so we're stuck with Darnold paying his salary this season. <sighs> And it's not Can a draft I, where people want to move up, right? Like, no one wants nah. a six pick. There's no one special. Pe- people are trying to trade. The only people that are trying to trade up to get anything are people that are wide receiver hungry because this draft is just littered with a lot of talent in the pass catcher lane. We need wide receivers. We need offensive linemen. We need you guys to, are going to take. Trade- Go ahead. I was going to say, you guys are going to take P- Kenny Pickett, and I have to read this one sentence one of the scouts said about drafting Kenny Pickett with Carolina. Pickett will play in a division with Tampa Sunshine and two domes, so his small hands will be less of a factor in December and January. <laughs> That's going to be your QB. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it is so like, I've already used the two little respects, uh, K1TL. Um, uh, now Kenny Pickett, too little, right? Like KP, too L. Like, uh, I have zero hope, and that's why I hate this damn draft, man. That's why I am yeah. not excited for it. And a lot of people listening to this, y'all often know I'm very petty with Brandon. Y'all know this jackass going to text me and said, hey, look, I want to FaceTime you for the draft to see the look on your face with the Panthers in the sixth overall pick. <laughs> I may have said that. I may have Yo, said that. This dude actively, actively enjoys my pain. I do. Not going to lie. And I'm so numb to any sort of feeling with this football team. But look, this I, is I, just be bad this year. Literally, literally, just be horrible. Just be disgustingly despicable. Just get two wins this season. Get some sort of offensive line. Sorry, Darnold. I don't want to see you get injured, but you got to be a sacrificial lamb. Get Matt Rule fired next year. Let's have a better offensive line, maybe a couple of weapons, actual draft picks, and let Tom Brady retire and go right back to being the cream of the NFC South. That's a better strategy than what they're doing right now. Absolutely. And Matt Rowe going to come out and say something tonight that's going to piss me off. I promise you that. He's going to say something stupid tonight. I know it. Oh, I love it. 
I love this is why it's so great to not be a fan of one team. I get to enjoy everybody else's misery while I just jump on whatever bandwagon's feeling right at the moment. Just trade the pick, give it to San Francisco, get Debo Samuels or somebody like that. I don't think the Jets are going to trade for him as much as they've been talking about it. They're set up perfectly again to get like a yeah, sauce gardener. Sam Darnold. He won't play with him. I know he doesn't want he, to, he but, he, South, but, but he, he knows it, but he knows it's going to be one year. I mean, you got we all know. Everybody in this world knows that watches the Carolina Panthers. You guys are going to have an absolutely new quarterback next year, unless they end up taking Pickett this year, which if you guys do, you might as well just convert to a Jets fan because it's, it ain't going to be. And National you. Basketball Association news. My temperature's rising, and I, I can't continue to do this no more. I just, I just can't with this team. I, I can't. Um, all right, so now Denver's out. Uh, Utah's on the brink of getting knocked out. Shocking, that's going to be the biggest upset for me in the playoffs because I thought when Luka was injured to start that series, Utah had it. And now it's evidently clear for all the – whatever the juice Utah had two, three years ago, they ain't got it no more. And they are not the same franchise. They're not ascending. Um, no, they're not. But they're also missing, like, Joe Ingles, a couple other, like, people. No, that Joe Ingles got injured like- and they, like, trade him. They let him go. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he was a key component of their team until he got hurt. Like, he was probably, like, third, fourth option for him. I feel like they've been missing a couple people there. Conley's 174 years old. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell do not get along at all. Rudy Gobert will be traded after the season. I will put any amount of money on it. Utah, like, they're going to have to refresh this team. This team's maxed out. They got to refresh. That's all there is to it. Obviously, there was beef between Gobert and um, Donovan Mitchell after Gobert was very flippant about COVID-19 uh, before basically ending the NBA season in 2020. And he was like touching mics and coughing and doing all that stuff. And then he did have COVID. Um, so they haven't been cool really ever since then. Uh, the Ja Morant, we, I, I, can, I can sing Ja's praises every episode, so I'm not going to belabor that point. But yeah, he is him. He is that dude. I mess with mm-hmm. Ja. Uh, Boston Celtics. I, I've now decided Boston Celtics are the best team in the East. I have. I mean, and with Middleton what, out, not knowing what his future is, I think you're probably Oh, he's right. done for this series. They've already rolled him out for this <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah, I know so, he's done for this series. But, I mean, like, obviously, if they meet up later, like, Milwaukee with a healthy Middleton in the roster they have right now, I like them better than No, Boston. they play each other. I'm saying this is best Milwaukee and Boston next. Oh, he's out for this whole round, too? My bad. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry. Thank yeah. Thanks for the update. I didn't know that part. Middleton's done. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, then. So, Boston's probably the favorite. And so then you go to Miami, and Jimmy Butler's dealing with leg injuries as well. They, they mm-hmm. can nag. Give Victor Oladipo credit. He he toiled um, kind of nobody really paying attention to him for a while. After his leg injury in Indianapolis, when Jimmy Butler was out, he dropped 23 to help them win their series. What's so I think those two? Do you see all that back and forth between them no, in the media? Like, they don't like each other. They, like, both admitted it after – like a game, like in post-game post, post game press conference, like both very much admitted they do not get along at all. Jimmy did does not, not like Vic at all, at all. Very, very, very blunt about it. Not a wow. fan. Well, I, he, I, I, I straight up, I could have swore he told Eric Spolstra, he's like, yo, get him out of the game. I don't want to play with him. Oh, literally. Somebody asked Jimmy Vic Butler, about Victor it. Oladipo beef. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah. Yeah. They do not get along. So that's not a great look either. Probably your two best scorers on the team, like in terms of isolation playoff ball. Like obviously Bam 
couple of shooters can do some things. But I mean, like if you're going to get somebody in the fourth quarter to jumpstart you, those are probably the two guys are going to do it. And they don't even get along with each other. Jimmy's a, he's an asshole to play with. Let's be honest. Great player. Jimmy's just you want him on your asshole. Team. It's not even about playing. He's just an asshole. <laughs> he's a very, very proud of his role and being an agitator in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I look at Miami. They play hard. They play tough. I think Boston has a better defense. We know Boston, like numbers-wise, has a better defense. And offensively, they got it. They got the juice. They're going to win the East. Um, Golden State. I look at Golden State now as the best team in the West. Hands yep. down. Hands yep. down. So, yep, unless we'll Denver at, somehow magically gets uh, Jamal not, Murray not, and Michael Porter Jr. back. You don't think so? They, they officially said it or what? Bruh. Golden State knocked Denver out last night. Oh shit, dude! You see, y'all see what I'm dealing with, right? <laughs> this man out here living an LA lifestyle. I'm Guys, in New York, going crazy over sports. I've had he like out here two, getting, he two out here of the busiest weeks of work I've had in a long time. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Balvin. It's gonna be great, oh. but it's been a busy couple of weeks. Yeah, everybody, take a look at that Jay Balvin guest collab. Shout them out. I'm um, also we got to give a yeah. shout out to ASAP. Uh, we got to give a shout out to ASAP. You got a bottle last week. I got a bottle this week. Uh, Prince and Mercer, ASAP's new whiskey. Um, I mess with it. And it comes with two cups. Anytime you give me cups with the whiskey you send me, I mess with you. Shout out ASAP. Appreciate this. That's some New York shit. Like, you literally go in the bodega, grab the bottle, and you already got cups. You're good to go. You just need a brown paper bag and the bottle, and you're straight. You know what? I think I'm going to make uh, the picture I took of the bottle the artwork for this week's episode. Yeah, we're going to do that. Shout out ASAP. Once again, appreciate y'all sending us bottles. I always think of um, when I got it, and I knew I was going to talk about it on this episode. Petey Pablo had a song called freak a and he started the whole song. He was like, uh, shout out Seagram's gin. Because <laughs> I drank it and they paying me for it. <laughs> and so I thought about that when we were going to bring that up. Very smooth. Uh, and once again, right. Brown bag comes with the cup. Shout out ASAP. Congratulations uh, on Rihanna. That's it. I ain't got to say nothing else. Congratulations on Rihanna. Um, finally, uh, Finesse News Weekly. Bum, bum, bum. So... There's a young lady here in New York City. Uh, her name is Taylor A. Humphrey. She is 33 years of age, Brandon. This is according to the New York Post. She, last year, or excuse me, fiscal year 2020, made more than $150,000. I'm going to give you two, two ways to guess what her career was. Go ahead. Um, she made bespoke cookies for people? No. Next. Sling crack? Always lucrative, but I think that died in the Bronx in like 1997. Oh, wow. I think Nancy Reagan for that one. Oh, wow. Um, she made $150,000 helping people find baby names. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. Expected parents are paying this chick starting at $1,500 up to ten dollars for her expert services and helping them find a baby name. Once again, for the New York Post, the New York businesswoman does not have any children, bills herself as a passionate writer and storyteller who is adept at branding, marketing, and social media. The NYU grad previously worked as a matchmaker, fundraiser, and event planner. According to her LinkedIn profile, she is also a Reiki practitioner. I have no clue what Reiki or Reiki is. <laughs> and has written two feature-length screenplays and one TV pilot that explores religion, spirality, no, religion, spirality. Uh, I can't get it out. Anyway, she did a lot of everything and nothing, and folks is paying for it. What's her name? Spirituality. That's it. Religion, spirituality, science, futurism, and unconditional enduring nature of love. No, I'm sorry. Her what name, the, the woman's name? Yeah. Taylor A. Taylor 
Humphrey. Got you. I got to look 33 years this is, old. This is news to me. She made 150 racks in 2020, getting folks to pay her to come up with names for their kid. That's wild. Uh, she has a TikTok name, What's in a Baby Name? And um, what else you done? Humphrey said that she's always been obsessed with baby names and finally found her true calling when she established her business in 2015. Depending on how much expected parents pay, Humphrey services range from a phone call. So I pay in this broad $1,500 for a phone call and a bespoke name list, or I can pay 10 grand for a full genealogical investigation with the aim of unearthing old family names. So she's using Ancestry.com and charging folks $10,000 in New York City. My to name kids. That this is probably my favorite finesse of the week. Finesse ever. News Weekly, bro. And I'm not even mad at her. I'm mad at myself. I could have been doing this shit. You could have. You, you, you know you don't fucked up, right? You know you don't fucked up. <sighs> 150 k man. 150K. So yeah, Finesse News Weekly, everybody. If y'all had kids, about to have kids, um, call me. Call me. I can gladly name your kid for far less than fifteen hundred dollars. You, you can name me thirty five dollars right now. We good. You gonna name my kid Sherman or something like that? I'm gonna pass. Thank you though. Yo, I joked that uh, I was gonna name my child first name Magic, middle name Al. There you go. Yeah, but please hire Jason to name your kid. It sounds like he's got a really good grasp on but magical spells, bro. It'd be fire. <laughs> magical spells. That would be his full. My dad name. wanted to name me. So my name's Brandon Douglas Edler. My dad wanted to name me Toby Douglas Edler because he wanted my initials to be TD Edler. So whenever I scored a touchdown, it was just like straight marketing. Yeah, but like you got more. He, he, he didn't know it, but he kind of gave you marketing already. BDE? Yeah, no. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Your pops was ahead of his time, man. Your pops could be getting paid right now. 15. Well, actually, my mom, my mom got the Brandon part, so I got to thank you, mom, for the BDE part. Thank you for not letting the TDE part work. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, as always, like thank you for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to give us a like, but if they love it, Brandon, Ella, what should they do? Other than watch the new Magic documentary because it's so much better than Winning Time. Like it, share it, give it to everybody that you love in your life because we're just passing out blessings on this podcast. Right, put your people on so they can do what? Put they people on. Brandon's going to enjoy um, a concert tonight. I got a pack because I got a surprise weekend trip. Hit y'all back next week. Peace. 150K, bro. 150K. Woo.